you're a straight to the point kind of person, this is a primary answer. But as we covered in a previous video, there's four different kinds of serial killers. The power and control oriented type own the domain of taunting authorities. And there is a high correlation between power and taunting among these serial killers who are communicating with the police. There has been a good deal of killers that have reached out in some form to the authorities. Some of these killers are very widely known, but the reason for their proclivity of doing so isn't covered as widely as their inhumane acts. And here are their stories. Understanding the complex psychology of a serial killer, as we've learned before, becomes more of a mystery the more we research it. And this varies depending on the acts committed by the individual, the desire or compulsion to pour your thoughts onto paper and wait for them to be read by the very people who are trying to catch you. There's a lot to unpack there. Likely the most popular originator of this outlet, Jack the Ripper, taunted the police through a series of letters. The first letter, known as the Boss Letter, received on September 27, 1888, was disregarded and considered a hoax. Surely someone could not be capable of such horrific acts. Just three days later, the double murder of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes made law enforcement reconsider. Upon performing their autopsies, one of the victims had a piece of her earlobe removed, which was something promised in the initial letter. Throughout the course of the killings, police received over 700 letters, of which they analyzed 209. They determined that roughly half were hoaxes, and only considered less than 100 to be authentic. One of the letters, known as the From Hell letter, was sent alongside half a human kidney. Catherine Eddowes did have a kidney extracted, discovered by the mortician. Dennis Rader, also known as BTK, frequently sent letters to the police. In one of the letters, he pondered different names for himself which he wanted to be used as his serial killer alias known to the public. This is indicative of control and a strong desire for attention. Becoming famous by the name of his choosing, but also being anonymous at the same time, which is a direct mixture of control and fame. You will know who I am, but you won't know who I am. His correspondence became regular as if he was having a casual back and forth with law enforcement. The Zodiac Killer tread the same lines as BTK, but preferred to code his utterances in ciphers. It wasn't enough to be the murderer hidden in plain sight. He wanted the public to be afraid and also work for any piece of information they could decipher, completely driven by their fear. The last cipher, to have been decrypted, wasn't successfully cracked until just last year, December 2021, going unread for over 50 years. 
Other serial killers wrote to law enforcement, such as the Son of Sam, the Hellside Strangler, and so on. Is there any other reason, other than feeling control and power, that a serial killer would write to the police? It's believed that a core reason for reaching out to law enforcement is also because deep down these killers want to be caught. They know that what they are doing is wrong and their communication is rooted in being stopped. If a serial killer wants to be caught because they know their actions are wrong, isn't this compassion? Not necessarily. It's a weight that would be lifted off of their shoulders if they are caught. They're simply exhausted of their addiction and know they can't stop of their own accord. Being caught is almost a feeling of freedom, ironically, for someone who will spend the rest of their life in prison, or even darker, die at the hands of capital punishment. Dennis Rader, for example, wrote to police throughout his killing spree, and then stopped killing for 10 years. When the fear of his murders died down, he began writing again. In one of his last letters, he asked police if they had the ability to track him through a floppy disk, provided he mailed one to them. Their response, of course, was no, so he mailed them one. Authorities were obviously lying and were able to determine where the disk originated from through its metadata. This led to him being caught. He was arrested in 2005. The internet at that time was somewhat new but going mainstream, and he could have easily figured out the answer to his own question and would have certainly avoided being caught. Power, control, and the unknown desire to be caught. This drives the need to put words to paper and send them to the very people that are after you. And of course, law enforcement would pour hours meticulously going over every word. Is this an extinct practice? I suppose we don't know. The cases we're aware of that have been directly communicated to the public weren't so cut and dry. And each time the authorities received correspondence from a serial killer in the past, it was heavily weighed whether it should be released to the public or not. Either this is something that hasn't happened for years, or law enforcement is currently, or at least within the last number of years, could be receiving communication from serial killers, and we just don't know about it at all. After all, the landscape of what we know about serial killers is changing by the year. Does this mean that the games we play with them change as well? What do you think? Let us know your thoughts below. Are there any underlying reasons for this behavior? Please like and share this video. It supports the channel so we can continue to make these videos. We'll see you in the next upload.